Hello everybody, it's Graham Cope with another My Music. It's that time of the day, one o'clock, uh, when you can put down anything that you're doing and you can join us to listen to a little bit of chat about music. Uh, of course, it might not be one o'clock now because uh, due to the power of the internet, you might be watching this on repeat whenever you choose it's a bit like tv these days you don't actually have to watch it when it happens it's confusing who knows we might even be in a different time dimension anyway let's come back after this video from analog trash i'll be speaking to ollie from coastal fire department go uh the wonderful analog trash video there which i now seen probably about 50 times um <laughs> if you're watching it for the first time or hearing it for the first time i hope you enjoyed that little uh interlude before we speak to ollie ollie how are you where are you coming from today uh so i'm in guernsey sunny guernsey uh, and i'm really good thanks good guernsey yeah i i stopped there once didn't actually get off the plane. It's one of those places. Is it's ah, one of, okay. Yeah, it's a little stopover place for for a lot yeah, of aircraft. Yeah, we flying on to Jersey. Yeah, yeah. I was flying on. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> and it's like, well, you've touched down here in Guernsey. Uh, don't move. Stay sit seated. We'll be off again in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I nearly did that with. Uh, Iceland as well once I I had the opportunity to on the way to America to go via Dublin via Iceland and or and then stop off at the airport for like an hour or so and then go on and I thought oh that could be quite cool I could actually then say that I've been to Iceland but in the end I thought no I, I'm, I'm going to take a more direct yeah. route <laughs> you know it's one yeah, of those yeah. things isn't it <laughs> Just to have that on your passport. Yeah, well, I've been to Iceland. <laughs> I've actually been to I've, I've been to Iceland most weeks to get me uh, frozen sausages. Anyway, so we need so <laughs> it doesn't really. It doesn't I was really only, I was only there the other week. My I bought some broken Jaffa cakes. I didn't know they existed, and my kids love them. Broken so, Jaffa cakes. What's, that, what's all that about Jaffa. then? So that just misshapen and haven't obviously passed the quality control, but they still taste stay, still taste amazing. And I saw them and they had massive boxes and they weren't very, very uh, expensive. And I thought, oh, my kids would love those. And they did. We got through that box pretty quickly. Oh, you made me feel hungry now. And it's, uh, well, it is one o'clock, <laughs> so it is, it is kind of lunchtime. Yeah. But... So tell me, uh, how long have you been making music? Uh, so Coastal Fire Department has been making music for since about 2013, I think. Right. Um, We've been through we've been through a few a few sort of uh, band members and we've been through a period where we couldn't find a drummer. It's always the way. Um, drummers are really hard to come by everywhere. Every, every sort of muso I speak to across the UK, 
drummers are in three or four bands and we just couldn't find the right drummer and so it sort of went on the back burner for a while and we sort of got going again in 2018 and we've not, not really stopped since yeah what, what do you think it is about actually that's a really good point and it was always the case mm. years ago when i was in the band trying to find a drummer was such hard work what do you think it is about drummers that makes is it is it drums are really hard to play well um you know there's there's a lot of drummers but a lot of them aren't very good um or is it just the fact that the you know the initial kit etc costs so much money <laughs> I mean, what, what is it about drums sure, i haven't that... really i don't know i hadn't thought about it i mean let's let's be honest and you all know so some drummers are mad so you have, you have to work either you yeah. either either they're, they're mad and you can put up with them because they're an amazing drummer or or they're mad and then you think this isn't going to work out but i just don't know what it is I, I wonder whether it is something to do with the kit you know very expensive to get into drumming and also to get really good at drumming you, you need to put the hours in uh, i mean our, our drummer ozzy practices every day he's got his own drum shed and and, and he loves it um and that's why he's pretty good but yeah and, and also uh, Sometimes you do come across a drummer and it literally is, you know, we need a bit more than that and they haven't really got it. So, yeah, it's just maybe it's difficult to find the right one that some of them are mad. Maybe maybe it's (laughs) starting them at an early age. I think that I think that's that's, that's what we need to be doing. Perhaps we, you know, Mm. we should be encouraging um, youngsters at an earlier age. And maybe that's the problem, right? Because at school, not being funny, but you always remember like kids going in with like the guitar on the shoulder or whatever, don't you? To school. Oh, they're having guitar lessons. And before that, it's the recorder or the flute or the trumpet or whatever, all things you can carry. But let's, let's break that down a second. Right. I'd like to know, and perhaps we could do like some kind of massive survey across the UK. How many of those kids that actually went in with a flute or a, or a trumpet or something like that, or a violin, actually ended up playing those things right whereas you know you don't see someone carrying a kit in do you because <laughs> you can't but it, nah, like, nah. there's limitations in terms of how many kids can actually drum at once but somehow we need to kind of find a way of doing this getting more kids drumming at an early age if there are any drummers watching this over over the, the following week as it goes out and you've got any ideas yeah yeah how we can get more kids into drumming at an early age please let us know but i think it's crucial um i was very lucky i was in a band when i was 14 i was in a band with one of the world's best drummers this is true yeah yeah absolutely Uh, i was i was in a band with someone called troy miller now you can go and look troy miller up if if you haven't ever heard, heard me tell this story before anybody um this, this is absolutely true. So Troy was 10 when he started in our band, 10 years old, right? He had wow. a really bad uh, axe kit. Uh, anyone that remembers axe, uh, nothing wrong with uh, axe, <clears throat> um, but it, <laughs> it was these adverts in the back of the adverts. Other other kits were available. There were these adverts in the back of these these music magazines, and you could buy like a drum kit for 99 quid, a guitar for £99. Yeah. A bass guitar for £99. It's prob- probably called something else now. Um, and we got him one of these really, really cheap kits. And that was his first kit. And I think he went through it in a matter of months. But he was 10 years old, really 
took to it like a duck to water, etc. You know, like to play a little bit of piano and other stuff as well. Um, ended up being Amy Winehouse's drummer, Laura Mavula's. Whoa. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Laura Mavilla's, um musical director uh, recently um, was involved in the writing of uh, Diana Ross's new album, and he's, he's done a bit, wow. done a bit, in, done a bit yeah, in his time. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. It all started out early, ten years old, and and two things about that: it was about encouraging him right from the outset, and it didn't matter if he made mistakes or, or whatever, it was just encouraging him and saying, look, you know, practice, get better, practice, get better. That's what, yeah. that's what we need to do. Anyway. And, look, and, that's, and at that age, that's all you need to do. You need to be super keen, uh, interested in your, in your, um, in your instrument and just go for it. Absolutely go for it. There you go. So me and Ollie have, have, have put the world's right in terms of drummers. Hopefully now there's going to be a, but, but you know what now I'm, I'm going to, so uh, I run our Twitter uh, account. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a, uh, a poll up about drummers and where, where did you start drumming? Because actually I find that really interesting there. The more I think about it, and of course you're going to have mums and dads. If you've got a kid coming home and say, oh, I want to be a drummer, they're going to go, oh no. I, 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 can you have another instrument that you could, you know? So yeah, it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, Why have we got such a shortage of drummers everywhere? And you, you know what else we should do, Ollie, is we, we need to make sure yeah. every kid's seen Love Actually. <laughs> you know, that, <laughs> that, fam that famous bit in Love Actually where the boy falls in love with the, uh, with the girl um, and, and he wants to, you know, he wants to win her around. So he, he decides he's going to become a drummer and he puts <laughs> the Liam Neeson character through hell, drumming away in his room. But he absolutely murders it, you know, um, so yeah. that's it. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need that kind of encouragement. So in terms of you, that's when you started Coastal Fire Department, not, yeah. not that long ago in, in the history of no. music, but before that you, you were doing music for yeah, a young so, age yourself. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. So before that I did, I was in a few bands in sort of my late teens, um, did some bedroom recording and had some demos accepted by phonogram records and it all started to get a bit serious and I had to get a lawyer involved and they gave me the best advice ever. And they, they basically said, look guys, uh, look, Ollie, um, have you got a good job? I said, yeah. Have you, have you got your own place? And you have just bought a flat. He said, if you sign up with a major label, they'll take everything off you. You'll be living in the back of the van. You'll be spat out the other side, owing them money. And it, unless you're massive, which is a very small percentage potential, uh, it, it will just eat you up and spit you out. Yep. And he gave me the, that was the best advice ever. So I, I didn't take it any further. And then I sort of, um, sort of wandered away from music for a while. And then a friend of mine is a music teacher and he'd sort of realized that I'd done music back in the, back in the day. And he sort of hassled me and hassled me to get back into it. And so I did. Uh, someone's stalking Troy Miller now, Andrew. Oh, look at that. He also worked with Gregory Porter, Emily Sanday, Jamie Cullum and Kylie Minogue, to name but a few. Kylie Minogue. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that's, that's right, yeah. The thing is, once you know a bit of information like that, you can't get it out of your head. See what I did there? <laughs> well, you, that's great. Oh, man, I just got it. Yeah. Slight, delay, slight delay in this time zone. Um, oh, yeah. But what a CV to sort of, it, 
even if it's not quite your bag, but to you know, but to be working with those names and to, to be really doing it well in in the industry, fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, what I would say is that there's a quite a number of names which uh, of people that you perhaps wouldn't know that he's that he's uh, played with. Yeah. There. The dog wants to get him get involved with the show today. Hey. Uh, there he is. Hello, trooper dog. Um, you know, snarky puppy people like that. More, more, a lot more people on the jazz oh, yeah, scene yeah. as well. So, um, but look, let's get back to let's get back to your music. Um, yeah, heavily influenced, I would say, by the likes of the Pixies, who you've you've yeah. done the cover of yourself. What what was it about that kind of music that really really resonated with you? Yes, yeah, so what it was, I think, because um, I used to buy NME back in the day, and you'd read, this is in the days before internet and everything like that, and so you'd have to go and take a chance a lot of the time on, on buying an album or, um, or, or hearing it on um, John Peel or something like that. And, and I kept reading about bands and, and reading about the Pixies, and then I think I might have just heard one of their songs, so I bought the album uh, Doolittle. And when you start it off with the bass, and like, oh my god, that is off the scale. And then it went on, and I, and I just thought those first four songs the Pixies did were, were were just phenomenal. And then I thought, well, I've got to go back and buy everything else. So you go back and you buy everything else. It's just the way that they they, they do it. it I, and I'm sort of like an anti-guitar hero. I don't like loads of solos or anything like that. So you've got Joey Santiago who's just doing noises and things coming in and out. You've got the loud, quiet dynamic, and it, I think it really started to shake up the music world. I mean, that's when, off the back of that, partly, you know, grunge came along. Um, yeah. Um, Kurt, Kurt Cobain said all he wanted to do was to be to be in a, in a Pixies covers band. So, so they've introduced a lot of things, and I think it sort of sprouted there from there. It's not the only influence on grunge, but I just I just love the way that the Pixies organised their songs, and so that loud, quiet dynamic we use quite a lot. I think, in a way, it, it was it was dancey as well, if you know what I mean. It was it was. I remember going to nightclubs when that sort of music was played, and you know, hearing songs like "Monkeys Gone to Heaven" in a in a yeah. in a nightclub, and you yeah. could, there was there was an intensity about that music and a realness about that music, but at the same time, you could actually dance to it. There, there was a, there was a, there was at times a real groove and a real beat to it, and the, you know, uh, you know, the, the bass line kind of carried your body along. Yeah, you know, Kim Deal's bass carried your body along, and as you say, it really is. Um, it's it's the sum of the parts, isn't it? It's the four of them somehow got together. Uh, I can't remember how it was. Uh, so Joey Santiago knew Black Francis, and then Kim Deal answered an advert and then she knew the drummer day so it's the sort of chance to sort of come to he together and then and then ultimately it just sounds absolutely amazing what, what they've done together it's it's just just awesome just they just play their part so well and they're not they're not trying to overdo everybody it's just the sum of the parts and it's the and it's the team work that makes makes the dream work for them for one were, of you, the were you also a follower of other stuff that was happening on 4ad etc at the time yeah, yeah. So, um, so 4AD, what else? So Cocteau Twins, uh, I was very much into. Um, 
the other thing I was very much into was creation as well. So I was very much into Ride, Swerve Driver, My Bloody Valentine. I could, you know, you could reel them all off. So all of that sort of was happening, you know, the, in the early 80s, uh, early 90s, sorry. And I was just mopping that up, you know, shoegaze, grunge, uh, alt rock, sonic youth, whatever. And I, I was just mopping it all up. Absolutely love that. And I just think for me, that was the best era for guitar music. Even, you know, Britpop came around at that time. Just in that 90s gap, you've got so many genres that just really came to the fore, all sort of guitar-driven. I thought it was a great time. And the other thing is I'll throw in is um, the Pixies artwork grabbed me, really grabbed me. And so um, we've actually used Simon Lavalastia, who's, who's done some of the artwork with the Pixies for some of our artworks. So the artwork for our album and the, art, the artwork for The Gouge Away was done by Simon, who did, who did the Pixies. And... and when you looked at it all, you know, the music, the image, the sound, the artwork, everything, you're like, wow, it's just amazing. Just amazing. I don't think how about, get that in terms, how about in terms of your own stamp on, on all of that, you know, the, the, the coastal fire department sound and, and where did, where on earth did coastal fire department as a name come from? <laughs> <laughs> so coastal fire, I, I, I'll, I'll answer that one. So, um, we're in Guernsey, and when you look across the east coast, if it's a clear day, you can see the French coast. And I was walking, it's after work, so it's about five, half five, and I look across to the French coast, and it looks all sort of red, as if it's on fire. And right. I just thought, and I actually laughed to myself, and I thought, <laughs> France is on fire. And then I, then I thought, oh, if they, did have a, if they did have a fire on the coast, how would they handle that? And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous, they wouldn't have a fire on the coast. And then when I when I came home, I looked up Coastal Fire Department, see if there was such a thing, and there isn't such a thing. I thought, great, what a name for a band! It means nothing, it won't offend anyone, and it just it's just, just, just silly. It just doesn't mean it, anything. It, it just it's it's a, a it, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, there's no such no, thing. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, because because if you had a fire on the coast, you'd use the sea, wouldn't you? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I just thought, perfect. And things when I'm in a band, it's it's always the the band sit has the last say in everything and i floated all these all these band names and coastal fire department they all went yeah 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 that, that one okay fine done sorted that was it really what so in terms of we, we know where to some extent where your inspirations come from um where would you say your particular oh yeah what, what's so, your particular sound I see. I find that really hard to, to say. So, it, very influenced by Pixies, Nirvana, but also very influenced by later bands, Balance and Composure, uh, Violent Soho, Super Heaven. Uh, there's even some bands around at the moment, Super Super uh, Moors, and a few others. Really doing some great stuff. So I, I take all that on board. But what we try and do when we go in the studio is we'll give we'll give away a few tricks. What we try and do is when we're doing the guitars because we are guitar driven. We do double, triple, quadruple track a lot of the guitars to make them absolutely massive. Uh, and so what I might do is I'll double track a rhythm using a fuzz pedal, then I'll double track with a distortion, then I'll double track with an overdrive, and maybe sometimes we'll go back again. And then we'll, we'll mix them all in, mix them together to get one massive sound. So that's really what we're trying to do is make the guitars massive trying to have a, a bit of a growly bass and, and, a, and a bit of a mad drummer. And that's, that's about it, really. It, I find it really hard to explain what our sound is, but 
there are times when when we're recording earlier a few years ago we'd have um a reference point so we might think oh this song sounds a little bit like pixies let's let's have a pixies approach to this song but now when we're recording we're not having like, i'm not getting a lot of ideas of musical reference points they're just something i'm just in my head or we, we just go with the flow and see what comes out so we're not really referencing so much these days it's it's i suppose it's that's coastal fire department but i, I can't describe it and lyrically where does that come come from ha oh, so lyrically uh lyrically i usually go with observations feelings or stories that are already told so observations could be as as, as silly as i'm just trying to think of a song so coco is about uh, masonic influences and, and things like that so i just find it all a little bit weird having uh, organized uh, people sort of working for themselves and so that was just an observation uh, feelings so uh, like a song called loner i just felt sometimes when you go out and about or you're you're sort of sitting there with a group of people and you actually think i feel really alone right now and it's just, the world's just zipping by and you so sort of develop that and then for stories already told i take things that have literally have already been told so cry your heart out was actually influenced by a short story by oscar wilde called the happy prince it's about a statue that sees the crowd um, struggling and he gets this swallow to pick the gold and the jewels off the off the statue and give it out to the people to, to help them so that's roughly it wow and you've actually you know it's it's actually quite unusual in a way <laughs> to have someone that's like yeah this comes from here and that comes from there and that comes from there and have have these quite different strands for for what you're doing whereas yeah you know typically a lot of songwriters will say well this is very autobiographical or actually i'm kind of inhabiting a story type space but i like the yeah. three different strands that you've got there of, or three different developmental strands so that's quite unusual in a yeah. way yeah yeah so it's just um so i suppose when when it's a story already told then, then you could just take reference points from that so we've got a song called jacob which is about jacob's ladder the film with tim what's his name and and I just loved that film. And and then, so when I was struggling for lyrical ideas, I just thought, oh, I love that film. I wonder if I could sort of put it across in a chronological order. But with, with feelings and observations, that's that's really easy. That's just, you know, just things that sort of stick out in your mind. Um, and, and you just take it from there, really. But I, I don't pitch up. I do hear people sort of saying, oh, I really want, want to write a song about the, the underprivileged in the world and, and this, that and the other and blah, blah, blah. So I, did, and I, I, I don't turn up deliberately trying to do something. I just go with the feel and the, and the guts and then sort of see what's going to come out and, and then sort of develop it a little bit. So any member of the Pixies actually listened to your album? That's what I want to know. Uh, I don't think so. I do. I work with someone who is close to the Pixies. Their their son manages the Pixies, and I'm told that they are quite aloof. They don't even talk to each other. They just turn up at gear. They don't even uh, do sound checks a lot of the time. They just turn up. They don't even talk on stage. Deliver the set and go off and do their own thing. Uh, so I don't think any of them have probably heard our version of Gouge Away. Um, and obviously, they have, but they're not the telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we tried to do a homage, so we tried to do give it just do it justice, but we also tried to put a few spins on it, and also we sped it up. 
by five beats per minute just to give it a little bit more zip. Yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think they would have listened to any of our music, to be honest. It, it, do you know what? If any of them had, I would be over the moon. Even if they said, yeah, I didn't like it, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, what we have to do is we have to tag them in to this. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and maybe I'll tag in uh, Christian Hirsch as well, because I know that she knows uh, Mr. F uh, Black Francis. Um, and and so may oh. maybe maybe we can find out whether or not anybody yeah, actually has, cool. from the pictures has a, her uh, coastal fire department. Uh, if if people yeah. if people haven't heard coastal fire department yet, and and would like to find out a little bit more, where's the best place for people to go and listen? Well, I know most fans will rubbish this, but Spotify is your easiest way to to get to hear us, or or even YouTube where we we put out videos for all of our singles. Best and easiest way, really. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Um, but yeah, Spotify, Bandcamp, those are the main things, I suppose. Um, yeah, we just appreciate anybody who gives our, our music a bit of a play, really. If you, if you give it a go and say, ah, it's not for me. In fact, we, aren't, we try and answer everybody who comments. And sometimes when we're going through a promotion process, we even get people commenting, I don't like this music. Well, I, I'm, I still say thank you for giving it a try. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much it's it's free yeah, free, we, to try, some... free to try but then you can buy yeah 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 absolutely um but yeah if anybody just gives us a try that i mean the latest album is probably where we're at and, and, and gives a little tip we give away a few clues there where we're heading um sonically absolutely i i, I love your music um and i love your thank uh, you kind of enthusiasm and i love i love the way you interact with people on on social media as well i think that's uh that's something to be you know held it as well because you know some some artists just kind of take a back seat and don't really uh care yeah I, i've it's it's nice that you kind of get involved with the com music community and, and really kind of uh yeah you know. we i mean we we seriously care about other bands uh we care about uh music listeners we're not there just to sort of say, oh, listen to our music, listen to our music, buy our merch. We're here to sort of say, look, if you, get, if you listen to our music, cool. If you want to have a bit of a debate, because we mix up our posts, so we're not always just posting about our music. We might post about guitar or we might post about, um, well, we do a Tech Tuesday where it's a bit about, about guitars and amps and stuff. If you just want to interact with us on anything, we'll interact with you. And if, I, if, we, if we don't ever respond to a comment, I'd be really upset because we try and respond to everyone. And sometimes out that we get some really meaningful chats and discussions and and DMs and whatever. And we've got we've got time to have a good chat because we're all we're all just a bunch of music lovers and we we could chat music all day. Well, I I can attest to that that you uh, you know you've always been fantastic yeah. on social media, and so I thank you very much for that. Listen, everybody, this has been Ollie from Coastal Fire Department. Do go and check out their music if you haven't done it yet find them on all available platforms uh, but do spend some money as well uh, as ollie said you know there's uh, there's music to actually buy Thank um, we, we got some merch as well we got some t-shirts yeah um I, I might have one of those uh and uh, and uh yeah t-shirts buy one of those uh it, it tells the band that you know you've actually spent some money listening to their music on spotify um <laughs> Until next time, this has been myself, Graham Cove, Ollie from Coastal Fire Department, talking music. I'll be back later in the day when I have another 
musician for you. Stay tuned. I will be back at the end of the day. Until then, bye for now. Awesome. Thank you, Graham.